Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. The charges against the Irish citizen Yasser El-Jabouri, detained in Iraq since Monday, have been dropped. He's been released on bail, but the Iraqi authorities have retained his passport and he's been told there are about two or three days uh, of paperwork to complete before he's allowed to leave the country. Specialist international lawyer Quilan Gallagher Casey is acting on the family's behalf and she joins me now. Quilan Gallagher, you're very welcome to the programme. Um, so it's good news that the, the charges have been dropped, but his arrest that's mentioned then, that the paperwork, is that a legal formality now? Well, it's not just a legal formality, and this is a real danger point in these cases. Of course, it's very welcome that the charges have been dropped, and that shows that the pressure that's been applied to the Iraqi authorities in the last number of days, including by the Irish media and the Irish public, has worked. We're very grateful to the Tónishtha, the Department of Foreign Affairs, the United Nations and the European Union, all of whom have been hugely helpful, both publicly and behind the scenes, in applying pressure. The difficulty now is that Iraq has a history of dropping charges and allowing people to be released on bail when there's international pressure applied. And then when the world looks away, they use other measures to try to silence critics so, for example, retaining their passports, applying travel bans, re-arresting them on spurious charges. So this is a real danger point, and it's why we're so grateful to you for having us on today, because now more than ever, we need to recognise that Yasser remains at risk. He's out. That's step one. Step two is now ensuring that he can be returned safely to Ireland, to his family, where he belongs. Because to state the obvious, he's uh, effectively not free to leave the country until he gets his passport back. That's exactly right. And look, there are many cases, both from Iraq and in the region, where this has been a real danger point. One of my clients, Hazem Hamouda, an Australian man who was detained in Egypt, we had a very similar trajectory where he's released after there's an international outcry, the world stops paying attention, the foot comes off the pedal, and then, of course, he's re-detained, they don't let him out of the airport, he's subject to a travel ban. So it's routinely something which, unfortunately, Iraq, Iran and Egypt do all the time. Mm. And so that's why keeping wh- the pressure up now is critical. OK, what's your move, your next move now, though, as his lawyer? Yeah, so the first thing to say is there's some paperwork which he has to complete, which has been completed today. Now, the United Nations Working Group on Arbitrary Detention has made clear repeatedly that this is not an acceptable process. The charges have been dropped. There is no good reason for his Irish passport to still be retained. He should be on a plane today, uh, but they're setting up this kind of challenge Annika hoop that has to be jumped through before he can actually get out. So he has completed that paperwork. The weekend in Iraq is Friday and Saturday. It's now outside business hours. So the next step which is going to be taken is on Sunday, his local um, legal team in Iraq and Yasser will be returning to court to seek the return of his passport, the return of his belongings, and we hope we can get him on a plane on Sunday and he can come home. And if not then, if that doesn't work, where do we go from there? Uh, Well, the first thing to say is that uh, the United Nations Human Rights Council is sitting in Geneva this week. Now, that's very important, and next week. That's very important because Iraq gave a speech this week in Geneva uh, seeking election to the Human Rights Council, setting out its human rights credentials. And part of the reason why this case is very embarrassing for them is because there's a fundamental mismatch between the uh, image that Iraq is trying to present to the world in Geneva at the moment, that it's human rights compliant, and what it's done to Yasser. And that's part of the reason why we think the charges were dropped today. 
So if we do not get Yasser on a plane and back in Ireland at the start of next week, uh, we will call Iraq's bluff and we will be going to Geneva to the UN Human Rights Council to call on states in the United Nations to hold Iraq to account uh, for what it's doing to an Irish citizen. And in that regard, we're very grateful that the Irish government, the DFA, the Thornishta and the European Union are being so helpful. They recognise now is not the time to take our foot off the pedal. We've got to keep applying pressure. They've been hugely helpful. We know they're going to continue to be helpful over the weekend. And we hope you'll be on a plane and this case can go away and Iraq can wash its hands of it. If it doesn't, I'm afraid we won't be going away and we'll be holding them to account in Geneva next well, week. Well, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. You, you hope he'll be on a, fl- a plane home and the family hopes he'll be on a plane home in the next couple of days. Let's say, though, uh, he's not, and it goes to the middle of March when the Taoiseach visits the White House and the world's media is uh, at, at uh, his feet. Would you be hoping that the case would be raised there? Would that make any difference? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So the first thing to say is I've done many cases involving arbitrary detention in Iraq and in other cases in the region. And this pressure does work. The very reason that the charges were dropped today is because of the international pressure that's been applied. A key thing now is that that pressure continues to be applied. And just to explain what the nature of this case was, this essentially was a reputation management case by the Iraqi prime minister. So the Iraqi prime minister... Uh, personally was insisting on charges being brought against Yasser under Article 226 of the Penal Code, uh, which contains a very broadly framed, vague, ill-defined offence of publicly insulting any public authority or official, because he's taken umbrage at the fact that Yasser, in his brilliant anti-corruption work, has been holding the Prime Minister and Iraqi authorities to account. Now, many people, many listeners may have heard of the Barbara Streisand effect, where sometimes by trying to shut down a message, uh, you in fact draw more attention to it. And we've seen that writ large here, because by treating Yasser in the way he has in an attempt to silence him, in fact the world is now watching the Iraqi Prime Minister, and the world is now very alert to the issues Yasser was raising in his anti-corruption work, far more than just the followers who followed him uh, on Twitter or X beforehand. So that is real leverage for us, because we know the Iraqi Prime Minister now wants this case to go away, wants to return to Geneva and present Iraq as being a human rights compliant country. So it's entirely in their interest to now let Yasser come home. And look, bottom line is, states like Iraq can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. The right thing to do is to allow Yasser home. We'd of course like Iraq to do that because it's the right thing to do. Uh, But failing that, they should do it because it's in their interests. It's in their interest to let Yasser home uh, for this case to be shut down mm-hmm. and for there to be no further publicity. Okay. And we know that's their self-interest, so we hope that it will now turn out to just be a formality over these few days. But we've got to keep the pressure on to ensure that he does, in fact, come home and he's in Dublin Airport at the start of next week. Well, let's see what happens in the case of Irish citizen Yasser El Jabouri, specialist, international lawyer, Quilan Gallagher, KC. Thank you very much indeed. 